you might notice that when Stan Grant speaks, he is angry. He's not flying off the handle. He's not bitter, but he is angry about what happened to Indigenous people in the history of this country. The question that we need to ask ourselves, I think, is whether he is right to be angry. As we've seen in the Bible, anger is not always an inappropriate emotion. In fact, when anger is directed at injustice, anger is an appropriate emotion. And it seems to me that his anger is directed at injustice. Should Stan Grant and others be angry and saddened about what has happened in the history of Australia? I think the answer is obviously yes. He should. We should. What happened in this country to Aboriginal people is appalling. It is atrocious. The fact that people whom God has made were murdered, enslaved, stolen from their families, of course that should distress us and make us ashamed. And it should continue to make us ashamed, even though we weren't part of it personally, and even though it was a long time ago. You might remember a few months ago at the start of COVID-19, we looked at Daniel's prayer in the Old Testament book of Daniel in chapter 9. Daniel prays in that prayer for God's forgiveness. But what's really remarkable about that prayer is that Daniel is praying for forgiveness for God's people for sins that were committed 400 years earlier. That is, Daniel is praying for forgiveness for sins that he was never part of. And yet Daniel can say, we've sinned. You see, there is in the Bible this sense of shared responsibility as human beings for the awful situation of the world. It's not just their fault, it's our fault. We all somehow bear responsibility for it. We can and we ought to look back on parts of the history of our country, especially as Christian people, with shame and repentance. We ought to be able to say to God, forgive us for what we did as a nation. Forgive us for what maybe we're still doing certain places as a nation. When I listen to Stan Grant's speech, I'm ashamed. I'm deeply ashamed of my country and what was perpetrated in our name. It makes me want to fall on the ground before God and cry out to him in humility for for what we've done. How could we as human beings sink to that level of depravity? And how could we try and smooth over that history and pretend that it didn't happen? I have a German friend uh, who, whenever we speak about the Second World War, will say to me, I'm so ashamed, Karl, of what my country did. Those events were 50 years before he was even born. But he is ashamed of what his country did. A few years ago, he and I were visiting Melbourne together and we went to the Shrine of Remembrance in the heart of Melbourne, which is an enormous monument to Australians who have died in war. And as we were walking around that monument, he asked me, are there any monuments to the Aboriginal people who were killed in Australia's history? He wasn't making a political statement. He was asking an honest question. You see, he comes from a country which has had to seriously grapple 
with their dark past and the way that they have dealt with that past is by openly acknowledging it, not trying to hide it and to move on, but to openly teach it, to openly acknowledge it and to openly be ashamed of what they did. In Germany, there are very few monuments to their war dead, but there are many monuments and many reminders of the Holocaust. They make a tremendous effort to remember the past so that they would learn from it, so that they would never do it again. And yet, isn't it strange that we spend one day every year remembering the sacrifice of those who fought for our country and we say we do it lest we forget. We deliberately remember lest we forget. But we fail to remember and indeed we prefer not to remember the darkness of our nation's past. To recognise and continue to recognise our shameful past is not to say that, that we are summed up as a country by those events. It is not to say that that summarises everything that can be said about Australia, but it is to be honest about what has happened. And it is to seek God's mercy for it and to seek God's mercy for the ongoing effects of our past sin. But not only should we lament the past, we also need then to also, and not just seek God's mercy for the present, we need to think hard about what we can do, how we can help to deal with the ongoing consequences of our nation's history. There are still significant issues for Indigenous people in our country. The statistics are there to be seen. Stan Grant mentioned some of them in his speech. And there are many more that could be added and uh, they are freely available. But let me add just one more statistic. Even before the death of George Floyd in America, COVID-19 had raised an issue in the public consciousness that, or in the public news, I might say, that caused barely any stir in Australia. The health information that went out at the beginning of COVID regarding those most at risk from coronavirus, coronavirus included people who are over the age of 70, people older than 65 with a chronic condition, and finally, Indigenous people over the age of 50 with a chronic condition. In other words, the at-risk age for Indigenous people with chronic health conditions is fully 15 years lower than it is for the rest of the Australian population. That is, frankly, a national disgrace. When I heard that at the beginning of the coronavirus pandemic, I thought that is outrageous. And why is nobody talking about that? What a sad indictment on the situation in our country that a percentage of our population could be so disadvantaged that fully 15 years is the difference between those who are at risk in that community and those who are at risk in the community at large. But the question I think that we need to ask ourselves is, are those health issues and the high rates of imprisonment and suicide and alcoholism and violence, are all those things the result of racial injustice? 
Well, it's hard to imagine that they aren't related. That said, it's also unlikely that past racism and injustice or even present racism and injustice is the only cause of Indigenous disadvantage. Undoubtedly, some of the issues faced by Indigenous people, uh, some of those issues are also faced by other disadvantaged and poor communities. But it must be said that if you murder, enslave, dispossess, disenfranchise, abuse a whole part of a society for over 150 years, it makes sense that that will have long-term consequences. The evils of the past cast a long shadow. They always do. Look at Northern Ireland. Look at South Sudan. Look at the Middle East. Because of that, because of those long shadows cast by the past, we need to work hard as Australians, but especially as Christians, to make restitution for those wrongs. In the Bible, saying sorry is often not enough. Asking for forgiveness is often not enough. The law in the Old Testament often required that genuine and appropriate restitution be made to people who had been wronged. We ought to do that. We ought to seek to make restitution in some ways, whatever ways are required, to the Indigenous people of our country. We ought to do whatever we can to help our fellow Indigenous Australians who are people, beautiful people, made in the image of God. We ought to do whatever we can to help them and to see that our government seeks to help them as well. Well, there are a million other things that could be said about this topic. Originally, I had about another 15 minutes worth of material uh, that I wanted to work through, but there just is not time to say everything that can be said. But before we do finish, I want to say just one more thing, and that is, although I hope that listening and weeping and ongoing care and compassion will be at the heart of how we respond to this issue as Christians, we also need to remember that the best solution to the problem uh, of our nation's past, the best solution to that problem is really the gospel. And in saying that, I don't simply mean that Indigenous people need to know the gospel. I mean that our whole country needs to know the gospel. Our whole world needs to know the gospel. At the heart of the gospel is the idea of reconciliation. Paul writes in Ephesians chapter 2 that Jews and Gentiles were alienated from each other in the past, but God has now reconciled them. How has God done that? He's reconciled them to each other by reconciling them both to God. Paul writes, For he himself, that is Jesus, is our peace, who has made the two groups one and has destroyed the barrier, the dividing wall of hostility, by setting aside in his flesh the law with its commands and regulations. His purpose was to create in himself one new humanity out of the two, thus making peace, and in one body to reconcile both of them to God through the cross, by which he put to death their hostility. Fundamental to our reconciliation with each other is first and foremost our reconciliation to God. It's because we're out of sync with God that we're out of sync with each other. 
And so the way for us to be reconciled with each other is for us first to be reconciled to our God who made us and who sent his son to die for those, for whoever, so that whoever turns to him, whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. So while we need to listen carefully and we need to be slow to speak and slow to anger, uh, we need to be in God's word and we need to be quick to care and compassion. We also need to be getting on with reconciling people to God through the proclamation of the gospel. The Apostle Paul writes in 2 Corinthians 5, So from now on, we regard no one from a worldly point of view. Though we once regarded Christ in this way, we do so no longer. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come, the old has gone, the new is here. All this is from God, who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation, that God was reconciling the world to himself in Christ, not counting people's sins against them. And he has committed to us the message of reconciliation. Let's pray. Dear Lord and Heavenly Father, we come before you humbly, Lord, and we want to acknowledge the dark past of our nation. Lord, we want to acknowledge the injustice, the theft of a land. Lord, we want to acknowledge murder and slavery. Lord, we want to acknowledge the ill treatment of Indigenous people in this country for many, many years. And Lord, we want to acknowledge too that for many years, many of us have tried to sweep that under the carpet and Lord have been unwilling to acknowledge that and have been unwilling to listen carefully to the hurt of Indigenous people uh, and unwilling to listen to the desire that they have to find a way forward together uh, as a nation. Lord, thank you that uh, you are a merciful and forgiving God, and thank you that we can trust in your grace in the atoning death of the Lord Jesus Christ. Lord, thank you that you're a merciful God who sends the gospel, has sent the gospel into the world, uh, into this land to be preached, that people might hear that gospel. Uh, repent, give themselves to the Lord Jesus Christ and receive that forgiveness also. And Lord, we pray that many in our country might know that good news of reconciliation firstly to you and then reconciliation to each other. But Lord, uh, we also pray that you would help us uh, to listen carefully to our, to, to listen carefully to our uh, indigenous um, uh, countrymen, uh, and women, and that you would help us uh, to to listen carefully, to be slow to speak, slow to anger. Help us to know what it is that we can do to respond rightly uh, to their past hurts. Help us to know what we can do as a nation to make uh, restitution for that where we need to. Lord, uh, we ask that uh, we might find a way forward which honours you. Uh, Lord, we we. Pray that we as Christians might be able to set the tone of this debate going forward, that we might be able to uh, 
uh, move our country and uh, away from uh, people in our country away from violent protests uh, towards uh, listening uh, and hearing and loving uh, and showing forgiveness. Uh, and Lord, we, we pray that we might also be able to move our country towards acknowledging uh, the darkness of our past uh, and doing what we can uh, to seek reconciliation with the Indigenous people of our country. Lord, uh, these things are so far beyond us, but Lord, for uh, your name's sake, for the sake of justice, uh, we know that you call us to do this. So Lord, help us to do it, we ask for Jesus' sake. Amen.